Let us bring our attention to the graphic off to my right and look at the circle. You see the circle, you see all the elements and modalities that basically complete this circle. What this is a reference to is something quite astounding. What the researchers did is they reviewed a multitude of studies in regard to something which a lot of people are not familiar with called time restricted eating. Now, be aware, do not confuse with intermittent fasting. And I'll explain why. What time restricted eating primarily is, is basically eating at a time during the day or night that does not compete or conflict with melatonin. Something as simple as that. Now, what to elaborate, elucidate, should I say, is what we're looking at basically is a dietary pattern primarily where all the food or meals is consumed within a 10 hour period. We're not talking caloric restriction. We're just talking about not eating one hour after waking up. You can eat after that one hour and not eating two to three hours before going to bed. And of course, reduction of light and so on and so forth that may uh, affect melatonin production. So by simple, simple, incredibly simple dietary alteration or modification, all of these ailments, at least according to research in animal models and human trials, seem to have shown significant improvement just by eating one hour after waking and not eating two to three hours before sleeping. Simple, incredibly simple. Now, believe it or not, this research in regard to time-restricted eating was uh, I, we discovered by accident. Often what ends up happening is when research is published, sometimes basically what's called DOI citation, Department of Information Citation, links the wrong research to the wrong article. And that's kind of what happened here. Now, I look at this article here real fast. You see intermittent fasting rever uh, reverses type 2 diabetes. We're going to look at that too because only just to be fair. So we'll be actually looking at two studies. But time-restricted eating is what we're gonna, we are going to focus on. And you'll understand why I could not premiere the intermittent fasting reversal of type 2 diabetes because of information which would be tough to replicate the study itself. And you'll see why in a second. Nothing negative. Just... Uh, it needs more elaboration, but time-restricted eating. Let us focus on that. And here we go. Time-restricted eating for the prevention and management of metabolic diseases. What we did is basically simple. This simple. This is again to reiterate, not to eat. You wake up, wait an hour, then it's okay to eat. Again, get ready for bed. Avoid certain lights. No one do not eat two to three hours before sleep. 10-hour window to proceed. We'll look at the highlights here as you look at the next graphic. Time-restricted eating or feeding, and this is just incredible. It, you, the problem is, again, you, something so incredibly simple can yield such incredible benefit uh, that it can make you even question the results that you're seeing. But again, reviewed in multitude of studies over and over and over again to proceed. Time-restricted eating or feeding is a nutritional intervention approach in which daily caloric intake is restric restricted to a consistent window of approximately eight to 10 hours. Again, not to confuse with inter intermittent fasting. Number two, in preclinical animal models, time-restricted feeding or eating without reducing 
without reducing caloric intake has been shown to prevent or attenuate severity of several metabolic diseases, including obesity, which is the most common one, attenuated. Glucose intolerance, hepatic uh, steatosis, dyslipidemia, all right, and age-related decline in cardiac function. In pilot human studies, TRE, time-restricted eating, or without explicit calorie reduction, well, reiterate, without explicit calorie reduction, can reduce body weight, glucose intolerance, hypertension, and dyslipidemia. Dyslipidemia. All right, now let's proceed into the study itself. There's more, but still, we're limited on time, and I want to cover both of these research articles. This is the hypothesis in regard to why TRE is working. Keep in mind, it is not just the circadian rhythm associated with melatonin that we're thinking in the brain. They're finding out this effect is with all, or I should say not all, because that's pretty encompassing in publisher bias, many of the organs of the human body. So it's kind of like being in rhythm per se uh, with not only yourself, but the natural environment as well, but to proceed. Melatonin also inhibits insulin secretion. Thus eating when melatonin levels are high, late at night or early in the morning, can inhibit proper glucose response to food. As a general guide to avoid eating when melatonin levels are high, choose an eating window that does not start for at least an hour after waking and at least three hours before sleep onset. You see what I mean? Incredibly simple. Just don't mess with the melatonin production in the body. Proceed. Abstract. The recent discovery of circadian rhythms in the peripheral organs and the plasticity of these rhythms in response to changes in nutrition availability raised the possibility that adapting a consistent daily short window of feeding can sustain robust circadian rhythm. Preclinical animal studies have demonstrated proof of concept and identified potential mechanisms driving time-related feeding-related benefits in the animal models. Again, TRF animal models, TRE human. Pilot human intervention studies have reported promising results in reducing the risk for obesity, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. Just changing the timing of when an individual eats. To proceed, in the full study, the most common finding was a decrease in body weight and associated factors in at least 24 of the studies reviewed. Associated factors such as percentage of body fat, body mass index, and weight circumference were also decreased in many trials. Decreased energy take, meaning caloric intake, was also observed in six studies without overt instruction to change diet. So basically what they're trying to entail, for those not familiar, is no dietary changes. No one encouraged them to eat less. But just by changing the dietary pattern to a 10-hour window, again, one hour after waking, three hours before going to bed, no eating, uh, basically they noticed individuals started without prodding, consuming less calories, as well as reduction in obesity, body fat, so on and so forth. To receive, here's the schematic. This makes it simple. Just look at the chart and I'll read the excerpt below. A schematic of ideal time-restricted eating TRE intervention for long-term adherence by incorporating the optimal sleep time and duration relative to TRE, time-restricted eating interval, because bright light, Remember, it is known to inhibit the production and secretion of sleep-promoting hormone melatonin. It is desirable to avoid bright light for two to three hours before habitual bedtime to promote better sleep. 
Adequate sleep is known to reduce food craving, which can support adherence to time-restricted eating. Since melatonin potentially attenuate glucose-induced insulin release, release from the pancreas, avoiding food before bedtime immediately after wake-up may further accentuate the TRR benefit on glucose regulation. So basically, here we are. You're not only looking at the circadian rhythm to be in harmony with the body, you're also looking for your diet to be in harmony with the melatonin. So as long as you are basically not doing anything to mitigate the beneficial effects of melatonin, all is good, really good. To proceed, should the proven success of TRF, or timer, I, I keep bouncing forth between time-restricted feeding and eating, and resolve metabolic consequences of obesity animals be replicated in humans, TRE would become, bent, become a significant lifestyle tool. Its modest effect on waste loss coupled with possible weight loss independent effects could result in improved metabolic health, public health, and decreased health care cost. Health care providers should encourage self-monitoring techniques of meal and sleep timing in high-risk patients and suggest easy-to-implement behavior changes. Again, that's why I had to bring it up. Nothing complicated, nothing adding to the diet, taking away from the diet, just changing the timing of the diet. Timing of the diet. Uh, such as decreased after-dinner snacking and increased regularity of bedtime. In summary, TRE, time-restricted eating, represents new avenues to assess the effects of timing of eating on metabolism. While the mechanisms of TRE are not fully elucidated, animal experiments have generated impressive data in preventing or reversing metabolic diseases associated with obesity. More rigorous human studies are needed to assess the efficacy mechanism and sustainability of TRE in a wide range of populations and diseases. So you're getting the, the gist of the impact here. A lot of diseases that plague humankind, per se, can be offset or the damage at least mitigated to a level which is more manageable, simply, not by telling people what to eat and what not to eat, just by doing a harmonious diet with the body's rhythms to accentuate melatonin. And therefore, when you accentuate melatonin and your diet's not fighting against it, the benefits yielded are quite amazing. I'll have a link to that, uh, the study as well. I want to come back to that towards the end, but also too, the study I was originally going to cover for a lot of individuals out there was the one in reference to, ironically, intermittent fasting may reverse type 2 diabetes. This is a great example of publisher bias. Everyone sees this article printed, it goes intermittent fasting, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Now it's only part of the story. It really wasn't intermittent fasting per se. What the researchers did here is a special uh, Chinese medicinal uh, diet. And what they did is they went for five days at 840 calories. And then 10 days, they consumed food ad lib. Basically, what they wanted, as long as it was within the, the Chinese diabetic dietary guidelines for 10 days. So they went five days, 840 calories for the special uh, diet, then 10 days with the regular diet, diabetic uh, recommendations, ad lib. And they, they went this cycle, I think, six times for like 90 days. And the results were amazing. But the problem was this. When we do studies and look at studies, I like to be able to replicate it. And I can't replicate this study because the dietary information or the dietary packets were not available uh, to review. So if the researchers out there, which many of them do, what we did like over a thousand videos so far, please list it and link it 
uh, for the benefit of the viewers itself. But let's get right into the researchers' files. And the results were just, just again, I don't want to overuse the word astounding, but my gosh, what other word can you use? Here we go. Study finds people with diabetes who fast immediately may no longer need medication. All right. And so the researcher conducted, this is only an excerpt, the researcher conducted a three-month intermittent fasting diet intervention among 36 people with diabetes and found almost 90% of participants, including those who took blood sugar-lowering agents and insulin, reduced their diabetes medication intake after intermittent fasting. 55%, you have to keep in mind, this is only three months, which could yield lifetime results as well. 55% of people experienced diabetes remission, discontinued their diabetes medications, and maintained it for at least one year, the length of the study. The study challenges the conventional view that diabetes remission can only be achieved in those with a shorter diabetes duration of zero to six years. 65% of the study participants who achieved diabetes remissions had a diabetes duration of more than six years. So these are hardcore type two diabetics. And here this comes this special diet. I don't want to call it intermittent fasting because Again, publisher bias in the, the title is misleading, so we're going to delve into it a little bit better for your understanding. Diabetes medications are costly and a barrier for many patients who are trying to effectively manage their diabetes. Our study saw medication costs decrease by, decrease by 77%. Talk about a healthcare plan that actually makes you healthier. In people with diabetes and after intermittent fasting. And again, intermittent fasting is really uh, probably not the proper word. It's actually a, a basically... Uh, Chinese medical nutrition therapy, the CMNT is a better way of putting it. And here is the diet on the five days. Now, if I had the proportion and I had, I had to go all the way back and I had to actually look at the recruitment information on the protocol in order to get this information out there. So you can see exactly what it is, but not knowing proportions or dietary sizes or how it's being serviced so on and so forth. I can't replicate the study so that I couldn't lead with this study because of not having enough information for researchers, which many of you are, uh, to replicate the study per se. But when you saw the results, it's just freaking incredible. So I'm gonna link this one too, even though albeit incomplete and not enough information to me recommend you to the audience on how to basically follow through on this. Now here's the confounding. As we look at uh, you know, time-restricted eating, you could see basically sometimes what's been happening is a lot of what we may think is intermittent fasting benefiting it may just be the the alignment or the harmonization of dietary uh, consumption, dietary consumption, eating food, uh, not conflicting so much with the melatonin per se. So you know dietary patterns change, so on and so forth. It looks like it's intermittent fasting. It may be, it may not. Uh, but however, though it you know, it could just be time-restricted eating and confounding in there. And also, too, keep in mind, with the one diet that we showed, the intermittent fasting reversing, we should actually say remission. Not use, you can't use the word cure or give that impression, putting type 2 diabetes in remission. Uh, basically, you could see that the Chinese uh, medicinal nutritional therapy, the 840 calories, and I want to bring up real fast the food you see there. A lot of those foods are incredible superfoods. So how much can you really say it's intermittent fasting or, or basically calorie caloric restriction in association with Chinese medicinal nutritional therapy, yielding the benefit for these individuals, these lucky individuals, they're able to 
succeed so greatly. After 90 days, they were able to, you know, stop taking the diabetic medications. That's really incredible. Outside uh, the yielding benefit for all the rest. So incredible, incredible benefit for all of them. We have the gratitude to the researchers. Again, we owe it all the time. And I'm humbled you watch. Also too, in reference to the video we did a few weeks ago in regard to green med diet, uh, the withonia glabulfia globosa, not confused with Latin, uh, with duckweed shakes, I contacted one of the manufacturers trying to get a hold of it for you, uh, at least as far as a link to stop production of uh, the, the Wolfia globosa uh, duckweed species back in March of 2022. But the study continued. Uh, don't confuse with Lemna Minor, uh, which you see often being advertised. I'm not certain about the B12 bioavailability, if it's comparable to the Wolfia globosa until that time. I would really prefer Wolfia globosa. Uh, we'll stick with that. Uh, so again, I'm doing the best to try to get contact for all you, all you uh, that watch this show, the series quite often. I think this is what thousand show number 1,115. Yeah, literally we did that many shows. That's just not a number. That's how many shows we did. But again, gratitude. Thank you. Long time running. We covered two of the videos, and I look forward to you all once again next week. Catch you next time. Bye.